Well, howdy, y'all. Man, I am excited to be back in this dingy tavern, and even more excited to tell you all about the heroic adventures of Jared, Devin, and Wit, pretending to go on heroic adventures. They call it Dungeons and Draglins. Now, I couldn't tell you exactly how long it's been since I last wet my whistle on these parts, but things haven't changed a lick. The smell of smoke, the heads on spikes, the groveling townspeople averting their eyes, it really takes me back. Hey, Nardshank, make sure you keep these cool green drinks served inside of a real human skull coming. Very spooky, and I'm into it, goblin dude. Yes, Krakowden. Thanks, bro. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, antiquated sagecraft and spell wards. Psst, nameless hero. Is it really you? I can't see so well, for the goblins prefer the dark. They also kick sand in my eyes nearly every night. What? Hey, keep it down. Can't you see that I'm in the middle of something here? Sadly, I cannot. But it does sound like you're talking only to yourself. Also, did I mention the sand that is kicked into my eyes nearly every night? Don't you recognize me? It's me, Gildar! Nope. Now, last time, Derek and Babylon learned the ropes, kicked some butts, and leveled the fuck up. I can't wait to find out what happens in this one, y'all. Gildar, the former owner of this tavern. Surely you remember. Nuh-uh. Dungeons and Draglins. This is exciting. Swords, spells, great feats of strength, and plenty of grease. I bet this one will have a little something for everyone. Please, you must remember. Huh? No, I don't. I just love spells, hexes, hoxes on V. I don't know what it is. I just can't get enough of that stuff. Oh, no. You've been ensorcelled. This is truly a dark day, for you were this village's last and only hope. Hey, will you please shut up, you dumb villager piece of shit? Oh, you do remember me. Hope is not lost. Huzzah! We are in a large and opulent throne room. An aged but strong and able-bodied Derek Vusk sits upon a raised throne of gilded humanoid <laughs> skulls. <laughs> to his immediate right, an aged and enfeebled Babylon Goodbarrel leans weakly against a gnarled staff <laughs> as he struggles to read from a dusty tome balanced on a pedestal. A small audience of minor lords and ladies are in attendance, all eyes flickering between Babylon's face and the feet of Lord Derek. <laughs> Babylon calls a name, and a sickly peasant is thrust forward by two masked guards. <laughs> My lord, I must confess that I stole a bushel of very juicy prize-winning tomatoes from the royal tomatorium. Please, have mercy on me. And this is where Derek decides. <laughs> <laughs> well, how grizzled is he? Like, what's the age? I would say he is 60-ish. Okay. Wow. But tough and gnarled and yeah. like maybe wizened. I mean, maybe that's up to you to decide. But he like projects strength even though he's old. I would say that over time, as a lord, Derek never stopped quickly angering. He still has a temper, but he hasn't become wise. Mm -hmm. He's learned how to, you know, 
be himself more and to make decisions. And he's learned from his good friend, uh, Babylon, but, um, he's, he's not evil. Uh, I feel like in this situation, he's sitting there, he's dealing with a tomato thief. His initial reaction is he wants to do a good job, right? He (laughs) wants to be a Lord that these people like. But he's also an asshole, and I have that on the character sheet. <laughs> Personality traits. 100% sure he's a hero. <laughs> Ideals. Heroism is the most important thing in life. Flaws. Asshole. <laughs> so, I feel like this comes down, I think, to his like gut reaction to, like, how much does Derek like tomatoes? <laughs> right like that he would know that like hey i'm in this situation like i need to like make a good example um but if he really likes tomatoes there's a chance he could just like flip out and make a hasty decision you know he may regret later Um, or that he hates it and you know having to have and have people that maintain a tomatorium (laughs) would would just he hates the fact that he has to do that as a lord (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah like this is dumb that it's come to this or (laughs) you know what though but maybe i should say just the fact that he has a tomatorium yeah uh, means that unlike me he loves tomatoes (laughs) Mm, you know yeah is this how you respect your lord i do everything for you people and all i ask is to not touch my goddamn tomatoes (laughs) send him to the dungeon (laughs) Thank you, my lord. <laughs> also, break his filthy tomato-stealing hands. <laughs> and send him to the dungeon for one year. Shouldn't have said thank you, man. <laughs> but I'm not totally cruel. Send some non-tomato food to his family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he is pulled out of the throne room. Babylon calls another name. And an even more sickly man is thrust forward. <laughs> My lord, I'm brought before your your majesty to confess that I, I did a witchcraft in the cemetery. However, I, I should stress that it, it was a very good witchcraft. And you would have loved it? <laughs> Derek decides. Babylon, is, is witchcraft illegal? Ah, <laughs> I mean, in the cemetery, man. Yeah, that place is sacred. That's where your, uh, you know, wives are. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you weren't doing body stuff, were you? With the bodies? Of his hot dead wives? <laughs> Answer, peasant. <laughs> we were dancing and, you know, making witchcraft and there might have been a body or two. Who's to say? (laughs) You are to say to your Lord Derek. (laughs) Listen, I'm not against witchcraft. I don't really fully understand what is witchcraft and what is cool magic. You got to leave the bodies alone. (laughs) I'm fully against body stuff. Yeah, show some respect. Break his dancing legs. To the dungeon. Two years. (laughs) Thank you, my Lord. You would have loved the witchcraft. It was great. (laughs) I, obviously, I did not punish that man enough. Bring him back. Break his arms as well. Uh, Probably use the arms for witchcraft. Look, guys, you need to stop thanking the Lord. Really? If they thank me, I feel like I wasn't hard enough. I know. I see how that that's how it works. It really is better if they just are dragged away screaming. 
Babylon calls another name. <laughs> a stooped and filthy old woman hobbles forward, <laughs> cackling to herself. She waves a skeletal hand, and the guards melt into two greasy puddles. <gasps> oh, shit. Grease witch! Derek's deceased parents shuffle in, weeping. Dozens of burned and mutilated villagers begin to pour into the throne room. Derek wakes up in a cold sweat in the room that he shares with Babylon. <laughs> what does it look like? I feel like the room would be just like kind of a, a pretty normal inn. Uh, you know what? No, I would say that it would just be, it would be a, um, a stable stall that Derek and Babylon are crashing somewhere because normally Babylon is too wasted and Derek is too cheap. <laughs> to pay for anything better. And they're used to roughing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are we young again? <laughs> yes. Okay. So that was a dream that Derek woke up from. So um, I guess as you're like brushing the hay and awful out of your hair <laughs> and you're sweaty, I guess I assume Babylon wakes up as well. <laughs> Just to fill in a little bit. The rat catchers do have a uh, headquarters that's okay. nearby. It's in this this the city of Port North where you guys are. That's where we started the first adventure, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Derek, you 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 you, you got to take it easy in your dreams, there, man. All you talk about is breaking bones. It's really kind of disturbing. <laughs> Keeps me up, even when I'm wasted. I'm trying to deal with a hangover, and you're talking about. Breaking legs and hands. It's really strange. I, had, I dreamed I was a powerful lord. <laughs> but then my, my past came back to haunt me. <laughs> I must seek vengeance for my family. <laughs> That's the only thing I got from that dream. <laughs> well, one does not become powerful by being a nice guy. I suppose that's part of the deal. So we're close to the, to the rat catcher headquarters? Yeah, that's right. So I assume that you guys check in there frequently. As you're doing today. Has it been much time since our last adventure ended? No, it hasn't. I would say it's just been a, a few weeks. Okay. You're more accustomed to being rat catchers now. You've done odd jobs and things like that. So you're making money and I guess filling your days working with them. Just to give a little bit of background from the first episode, the rat catchers are sort of like a subversive organization. They're primarily concerned with figuring out who the council is and what they're doing in the area. Mm -hmm. Okay, so anyway, you make your way to the Ratcatcher HQ, which when you approach it, it just looks like a poor, struggling business. Their front is that they are actually rat catchers. <laughs> so as you enter, though, you hear from upstairs, there's a commotion. Upstairs, you understand, is where there are some living quarters. Most importantly, I guess, is Tobin's living quarters up there. Okay. So Tobin lives here. Interesting. He does, yeah. Do I hear any flute? <laughs> no flute stuff. It sounds almost like um, things are being tossed around in the room, crashing and things like that. It doesn't sound like a oh. fight or altercation necessarily. It just sounds like... But that's unusual, though. It is, yeah. Okay. Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I guess he's trying to play the drums or something now. <laughs> Sucks at that too. It's a big surprise. <laughs> Anywho, let's go find out what's happening. 
find another odd job. Uh, hope he's not high on witch ice. <laughs> I, I am indifferent to his witch ice usage at this point. He's going to do what he's going to do, man. Ugh. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, I know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go check on Tobin. Okay. So you make your way up, up the stairs. Uh, there's a few rooms up here, but you, you're familiar with where Tobin lives. And his door is slightly ajar. There is no more commotion. It's, it's almost as if, though, they heard your approach and it, it all ceased. Interesting. We might have a situation. Yeah. Is that suspicious? Yeah, it's suspicious. Okay. I feel like we would be alerted now. Derek is not sneaky. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do like a little hand thing to Babylon that looks like legs walking and then like point at my eyeballs and him. <laughs> okay. I'll do thumbs up. Sneak up. <laughs> right. And then we get to the door and just stand there. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping you can uh, stealth your way up there. <clears throat> right. Oh, me. Gotcha. Yeah. I kind of had an idea. I was just going to go knock on the door and ask if Tobin was there. And then I was just going to grease the whole room under the door. Okay. okay. <laughs> I guess Derek does like the sneaking thing and you just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just give him a thumbs up and be like, totally. And then I'll just go up to the door and knock and be like, Tobin, <laughs> hey man, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and I will wait to, you know, like if I don't immediately hear Tobin's voice, I just, I want to grease the entire floor under the door. Babylon, is is that you? Yeah, man, just, you know, checking in, seeing what we're going to do today, or, you know, what's up, is everything all right in there? Uh, yeah, everything's normal and fine. Normal and fine. You usually don't use two adjectives. Are you sure everything's normal and fine? Yeah, every, everything's great. Uh, good timing. Uh, uh, I think Buckman is upstairs. He wants to, wants to see you guys. Who? Buckman. Do I know who Buckman is? You guys do know who he is. So Buckman is sort of like the Ratcatcher's chief wizard or sage. Okay. Does does Tobin sound suspicious? Yes. Okay. Grease that room. All right. You spray <laughs> a thick coating of grease under the door. Yeah. And Tobin says, hey, well, what's going on, Babylon? What's up with all the grease? It's for your own good, Tobin. It's always for your own good, dummy. And then I will like step out of the way and motion for uh, <laughs> Derek to do something. Yeah, then Derek blasts through the door. Okay, as you kick the door open, you can see that Tobin's room is an absolute mess. Otherwise, it's really spacious and really nicely decorated, and he looks pretty well off. <laughs> you guys are weird for sleeping in stables, I think. <laughs> He's doing pretty well. They just give us a room for free? Does he pay for this? No. I think he's in pretty high standing in the rat catchers, you know? It's a cage with golden bars, man. <laughs> Tobin is sitting on top of a chest in his room that has clothing <laughs> that's sort of spilled out of it. And he is suspiciously sitting on top of it. <laughs> but not in the grease. He hasn't slipped or anything. Looks like a comfy chair you got there, man. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I get tired of sitting in my really nice armchair over there or on my bed and I just hop up here and have a think. What's in there? Yeah, what's in that think? Clothes. Dirty clothes, dirty boots. Hmm. Mind if we, uh, take a look? <laughs> yeah, you know, we could help you out. Carry those downstairs to be cleaned. 
Oh, I mean, I gotta probably have a few more wares out of them, you know? <laughs> Get off of the bureau. <laughs> Move it. Come on, Tobin. Do you like push Tobin off or something? I, I'm hoping that my, you know, authoritative voice, like, yeah, like we have a dynamic. He knows that we're smarter and better at him and stuff, and he's an idiot. <laughs> hoping he'll just scramble off it like a little weakling. He just gives you sort of like an, oh, come on, looking glance. Yeah, oh, oh come on. Yeah, you're yeah, like well, three feet you, you tall. You come on. <laughs> Tobin, do you want us to make you show us? Can I grease just under his ass on the thing? <laughs> <laughs> Guess you could cast grease again. Yeah. If you wanted to. That's not a cantrip? Nope. <sighs> but you could grease him off. Yeah, I'll grease him off. Because <laughs> I, 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 I did not like how he just sort of like shook me off because I'm three feet tall. Like he forgets how powerful I am. And he needs to respect <laughs> that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, maybe you should just chill and I should just listen to you. Grease! <laughs> right into your butt. Okay. And like a lot. So he like falls <laughs> off like head first. Okay, Tobin did not succeed his saving throw for that, so he does slide off of the chest. As he does so, it it does burst open and dirty clothes do fly everywhere, and a tiny dark reddish creature with leathery wings and little horns and sort of like a a stinger of a tail comes out, and... It is dressed somewhat like Tobin is with the patched cloak and sort of threadbare clothing. (laughs) Silly little hat that Tobin wears. Tobin, what the hell is that thing, man? Two Tobins? (laughs) Hey, listen, guys, you don't understand. He found me. I I don't know. He he can play the flute. (laughs) That's okay. And as... Tobin says that the tiny creature conjures a flute out of thin air <laughs> and begins playing it. Is it is it any good? Yeah, I mean he's as good as Tobin is at the okay, flute. Okay, so it's all. And he's playing Tobin's lament. <laughs> <laughs> Tobin's one song, but it's like but it's like two octaves higher and like a tinier flute range. <laughs> and it sounds wrong somehow. Hmm. I don't like this at all, man. It's got horns. Horns are bad. Yeah, like if this wasn't weird, you wouldn't have been hiding him and you wouldn't have been trapping him. Tell us what's going on right now, Tobin, or I'll grease you all the way through that wall. Look, guys, I'm going to level with you. He came to me a few nights ago and he looks strange, but but he he pretty much does anything I ask. And, and what do you ask him to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, practice practice the flute with me. Can you ask him to stop playing the flute? Tobin just gives him a nod, and the creature puts his flute away, and it disappears as soon as he tucks it away. Like, disappears, like, becomes invisible, or, like, just hides somewhere? Yeah, he makes a motion like he's tucking it into his cloak, but before it goes into the cloak, it just disappears. Oh, all right. Is there any sort of check to know what this thing is? Yeah, an arcana check would be the correct role for this. Okay. What do I have to beat? You have to beat a 12. Three. Okay. And Derek says, he's a little witch, I said. <laughs> hey, if I'm going to be honest, since he's been around, I don't I don't feel like smoking witch ice anymore. Oh, that's great, man. Look, it's cool if you got a new friend. Why'd you think you need to hide him from us? We're your friends. Maybe we could all be friends. It's just, you know, he's he's a little off-putting the way he looks. I'll say. (laughs) 
most people don't really understand him or or understand us, you know? Hmm. Oh, you really don't care about doing witch ice anymore, huh? No, since he's been around, I haven't felt the urge. Okay. Derek reaches into his cloak and he pulls out a rock of witch ice. <laughs> Tobin, I got this because I thought I might need it to get you to do things for me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I wanted to have it just in case. It's not weird. You're saying you don't want this? Uh, and Tobin looks at it and sort of makes towards it. And then (laughs) the small creature looks at Tobin and sort of like nods his head really quickly. And Tobin snaps out of it. And, um, Tobin says, no, I'm fine. Wow. You should get rid of that thing though. It's not good for anyone. Shit. Maybe he does have a good friend and man, Derek, maybe you are going to be a Lord one day. That was messed up. Listen. I don't know what this thing is, but I like it better than Tobin. <laughs> An acrid smoke begins pouring in through the doorway of Tobin's room. Roll a d20, each of you. 17. Nice. I got a nine. Nice. Well, you beat it unmodified. So this is a threatening smoke. Yeah, I would say lightly threatening. Ah, what the hell is that, Tobin? What's going on here, man? I was just about to give you a pass and say everything was cool, but now everything's all weird again. (coughs) I think it's coming up from Buckman's room. Hmm. All right. So Buckman's study is on the next floor up. There's a spiral staircase just outside of the landing. Tobin, can you box that thing up? (laughs) Tobin just opens his robes and the creature flies into it. (laughs) Oh, great. Oh, man, this is so weird. It's not that weird if you just open your mind a little. (laughs) Okay, well, we better go check on Buckman. But uh, Babylon, does this make any sense to you? Something's definitely weird, man. That thing had horns and uh, the witch head, witch ice head isn't doing witch ice. I mean, you know, addicts never change, man. Something's (laughs) not right. I was hoping you would know what this thing is. Oh, right. I guess I could look into that. (laughs) Yeah. You're the wizard. Uh, Let's see. Let me look at my skills. Where's identifier shit? Where would I look for that? Spells? You would just roll a d20 and it would be an arcana check. Okay. You have a plus six modifier to that. Oh, I got a 15. Okay. You had to beat a 12. I did. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So you know that this creature is an imp. Imp. Mm -hmm. Impossible. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) An imp is a very, like, low-order fiend. (laughs) I don't want to get this wrong, but it's like a a low order of devil. Yeah. So it's not that threatening. It's it's kind of a cute little baby hellboy. That's right. I like that. All right. Yeah, man, I I, I think we're good here. I mean, you know, if we have to kill it, we can kill it. But it's it's a low-order little imp, man. It's nothing to worry about. All right, let's go check on Buckman. Buckman! Okay, you guys head up the small spiral staircase leading to Buckman's study. As you enter, you see that it's a smallish room. It is what you would imagine a wizard's study to be. There are a lot of books, several open windows. There are 
magical sort of looking oddments and apparatuses around. There are vials of various types of liquids around and books, open books everywhere. He's a wizard. Yeah, that's right. And there's, is he there? Yeah, Buckman is there. He is faced away from you all and he is engrossed in an enormous ancient book. He waves a hand back at you asking you, would you all dispatch that thing? It is, it's disturbing me. It's ruining my tinctures. And uh, (laughs) there is a severed hand crawling around on one of the tables that has various vials of liquid in it. And you notice that there are like shattered vials and liquid on the floor. I'll immediately just try to shoot it with the crossbow. (laughs) Okay. I feel like that's safer than just swinging my sword around inside of his wizard space. I actually support this decision. It's a freaky little hand. Just nail it to the wall. (laughs) Okay. Roll your attack roll. Four. Okay. You do not hit it. (laughs) The crossbow bolt just goes right into the table. (laughs) Does the hand get like all scared and like jump up, like kind of hop up six inches in the air? Like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. It's really silly. It's like that Adam's family hand. Uh Buckman says, stop playing around. Just dispatch it already. Babylon, do you got any spells? Yeah, let me see what I got. See, I've got Mage Hand. Mono, a mono. A spectral floating hand appears. Oh, this is perfect. Okay, yeah, I'm going to cast Magic Hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just try to mash this hand down with my Magic Hand. Okay. Like like a fist down into this hand. Okay. Hopefully splitting it out like spider legs out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I just kind of grind him into the table and hold him. Okay, so the hand is being held down by your mage hand. <laughs> pretty cool, huh? Or mage fist, I guess, in this this yeah. case. It is pretty cool. It does look really cool. <laughs> it's magic. Not the only wizard around here. Now that it's held down, I want to shoot it with another crossbow bolt. <laughs> Watch the okay. mage hand. Or I guess the mage hand is uh, invisible. Yeah, it doesn't like matter. It shoots right yeah. through it. Right. I imagine it's just kind of like a glowing blue translucent hand, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So you do that and it it does die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Buckman turns around and says, thank you. It didn't have to take so long, but I guess it's done. Wiggly. <laughs> he says, I assume you met Tobin and his thing. Okay. Where did it come from? Did you make it? It came from hell. It's an imp. <laughs> Is it safe to have in the headquarters? Well, the imps are easily controlled and easily gotten rid of if they need to be kind of cute okay but what would it want with tobin as far as i can tell it believes tobin is its master it'll do anything tobin asks of it hmm should we be worried about it no i don't think so i think it's fascinating don't care hey what's with the acrid smoke man oh that awful hand knocked some of my tinctures over ruined months of work (laughs) Oh, it's always the hand. What about this hand? And I want to grab Buckman by his uh, wizard collar. (laughs) An even larger mage hand comes out, (laughs) plucks your mage hand off of himself, and then it scatters it to particles. Yeah, I was just making a point, man. You don't need to quit killing hands around here, okay? Hands are cool. You're getting better, little wizard. 
I am little because I'm a halfling. My wizard powers are just as powerful as yours. <laughs> and Buckman uses the ma- his mage hand to pick you up off of the ground. <laughs> stop, stop it, stop it. And it's I want turning to... you around slowly. <laughs> I hate this, stop it. I want to grease myself so that he drops me. Now, if you two are done playing, <laughs> I have an errand for you. And he hands uh, Derek a letter, a sealed letter. Uh, we don't do errands. We do missions. We're badass. <laughs> Paid errands do you do? Fine. What's the letter say? You're to take it to Peeper's Junction. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, great. And let me guess. Do we have to bring Tobin with us? <laughs> Of course Tobin will accompany you. He needs to be out of here. <laughs> He's from Peeper's Junction, isn't he? He's well known there, as I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that being one of his dumb names. <laughs> yeah, let's just get out of it, Derek. What is he, the, the hero of Peeper's Junction or something? <laughs> the pride of Peeper's Junction, of course. <laughs> The townsfolk love me there. They said they've rarely seen such a talented musician. (laughs) This is Buckman turning to you guys. There are a pair of halfling twins there who run a curio shop. Bring this letter to them. They have an item for me. Fine. (laughs) Derek puts it in his cloak. (laughs) All right, well, the day is young. Let's go carpe it. Tobin, what's your imp's name? I've just been calling him Mini Tobin. <laughs> Mini Impish Tobin. <laughs> he seems to like it. Wait, Mini Impish Tobin? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Does have a ring to it. He is rustling under Tobin's robes and apparently tickling Tobin. <laughs> uh, Tobin, how far is Peeper's Junction? Oh, only about a day's march from here. Should be a nice walk. <sighs> okay, let's get this over with. Go ahead and grab your things, guys. Where do you keep them? I got them. I, I, I got them too, man. That's, you know, that's how we roll. We're always ready to go. Perfect. Well, let's get out of here. We don't need a bunch of gold-embroidered room stuff. We sleep in stables, and we're always ready for an adventure. Sleep like a horse, be ready like a horse. <laughs> that's what they said back on the farm. <laughs> that's why we're always ready to go, Tobin. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about it. Well, all right. Cooray, y'all. The characters ain't the only things that's leveled up. Jared, Devin, and Wit have blown up any preconceptions about how good gameplay can be. Wow. I mean, just wow. They took beauty, truth, and perfection and just made it better and hotter. Whew, I, I think I need to cool down for a minute. I know it also connected on an emotional level I mean it was so uh, powerful I can't believe I'm not crying like a goddamn diaper baby you know like you no it's not that I mean yes it was beautiful and moving but I'm crying because you were the village's only chance at freedom and you don't remember me enough to even lift a finger also, a lot of my friends and loved ones have been decapitated recently, and that's been tough. And to make things worse, we don't even know what happened to their skulls. Is it true that you remember nothing of our friendship? 
Listen, uh, Zildar, right? Don't take it personally, okay? I mean, I can't even remember how many people I've promised I would never forget. They were probably all cool, too. I don't understand, but I do remember you. And the friend I remember is nothing but wise and pure. Thanks. I am pretty cool, ain't I? But how awesome was that episode? Getting a mission and then walking on a road? Now that is deep, epic storytelling. Speaking of not deep, my Skultini is getting empty. You might even say it's bone dry. <laughs> skull's a bone. Nardshank, my goblin. Free refill time? <laughs> Always free for you, Krakalden. Thanks, bud. Nardshank, you are one of my oldest and best friends, and I will never forget you. See y'all next week. <laughs>